0: Episode 1 Establishing the Relationship Welcome to Talking Family Business. My name is Leah Crowley and in this six episode series we're going to take a look at succession plans, cycles and future-proofing family businesses. During this season we will focus on a family business from Sydney that's over 60 years old and how working with HLB man Judd has and will continue to help their success well into the future. In this episode, HLB Man Judd partner Stephen Preen and Western Earth Movings managing director Graham Rag will discuss the early stages of their 50 year working relationship, helping WEM grow into New South Wales's largest privately owned civil contractor. Welcome.
1: Good morning. Morning, Leah.
0: Firstly, Stephen, how did you get into HLB Man Judd?
1: My history, Leah, was that I was working with a big firm prior to that, after I left school. And then when I um, married, and decided in life what to do. I joined my father's practice, which had a relationship with WEM back in the nineteen seventies. Nineteen seventies—that's a while ago. But we is. were both there, Leah. We remember it well.
0: So you guys have known each other for—I mean, well, obviously we've said about you know forty years, but yeah. you guys have known each other through your whole adult lives, almost.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty good, actually. We're ups and downs, you know. Really? Yeah.
0: It's like a family? That's
1: right. We're like a family. We always um, have, have discussions and arguments and so forth and we um, never never um, agree to, we, we always agree on each other's point of view and go forward on that. Nice. That's
2: nice. right. And the arguments are always, discussions are always held at the table and we stand up and mm. shake hands and move on. With, with that's some good vigorous discussions.
0: Well, I was going to say that's got to be a really important way to to, to deal with working relationships, right?
2: Oh, look, it's um, it's essential, whether it's in your relationship with your advisors like these guys or, or whether you're with your own staff and your customers. If you can't uh, bring the right degree of passion and, and veracity into the discussion sometimes, you might as well stay home, cook pancakes all day. <laughs>
0: That'd be all right though, wouldn't it? No.
2: No, <laughs> Great. there's rock to be ripped. We've yeah,
0: okay. Okay. Well, look, speaking about rock, can, can you give us a bit of a Western earth-moving history?
2: Sure. Okay. Look, our business was founded in 1958 by a gentleman called Mr. Arthur Baxter. And uh, Arthur was an accountant working with another contracting firm called H.H. Watson. He did a fair bit of work before that in the Lithgow area and uh, was always a good networker from what I'm told. Uh, He, fifty-eight, founded the business, and it didn't do too much for the first six or so years. It was a small plant hire business, and worked for what's now called RMS, was the DMR in those days, and also worked for what's now called Sydney Water, which was the water board. And uh, through his network of people, got opportunities. Sydney had an opportunity in um, mid, early 60s, and 64 came on when there was a a need for more housing, more land and housing around Sydney. He decided to grow the business, and he got my dad, Walrag, to join him. And dad came across from a business called Fitzpatrick's in, at uh, Bankstown. My dad was a surveyor by background, trained surveyor, and also uh, an estimator, and uh, a real hard goer. So together they got going, and dad was a contracts manager, and they grew this small business, which was basically um, based on networking to start with, and really, really, really hard yakka to get things done. Mm. And they started off just on the premise we try and stick with now, which is um, you know, you give your word, you stick by your word, you make the handshake, you deal with it, you've got a contract in behind it that'll support it, that doesn't get drawn out at all, and you're committed to look after your customers' interests. And that was bashed into me pretty well for a long, long time by, mm. by a lot of people. So that's how they started off in the 60s. I joined the team mid-70s and uh, out of school, did a bit of engineering studies for a while, I fell in love with the work and stayed at the work. So, uh, in terms of my degree, I'm about a Civ I I didn't quite get the engineering bit on the end, so I'm halfway there, which <laughs> is a bit of a shame, but hasn't really mattered for the next 40 years after yeah. that. Um, and then, Dad and I got the opportunity in 86 to purchase the business from Mr. Baxter. And by that time, yeah, we'd had a lot of contact with Man Judd and others, probably with a few different names. You've, you guys have had a few different names for that time.
1: Yeah, originally up. exactly, yeah. and the HLB came along and put in front of that. It's yeah, kind of it's kind of, of like uh, do, you,
0: do you remember landline numbers? They always uh, atta- they always t- attach the numbers at the at the beginning, so yeah. you know you would have a nine five something, and it would ended up being nine nine five.
2: Yeah, that's what. You- <laughs> that's yeah, what well, you moved I, up. I can remember my home number being six digits. Yeah, really. Only. And I don't even know my home number now, so yeah. times have changed a bit. Anyway, look, Dad and I got the chance to buy the business 13th of June 1986 with a lot of advice from me and Judd. And then Dad and I worked together for another 14 years. Dad retired in 2000. I took over his interests with a lot of advice and help from people. And then luckily enough, about uh, probably about uh, 2008 or nine, I suppose, Mike joined our business and he's graduated right through from doing his construction management and all range of experience through and he now works as our general manager and uh, partner shareholder fellow director and you know we work very closely with Manjut now through that period um, I suppose the later experience recently has been on a real um, strategy review sharing our getting our next uh, decade vision together and Steve and wider members of the team have helped us particularly Tom Roberts and uh, you know we're Actually, today meeting with all our team, or twenty five our t- leadership team, to go through that and um, get them as excited as we are.
0: Mm. Well, we we will be catching up with Mike and Tom in later episodes in this series. So I'm I'm glad that you gave us a little uh, a tease of of, of uh, who they are and 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 what we can expect to discuss with them. Stephen, when we touched on this before, but the importance of long term working relationships. I know that you guys at ManJud have a lot of them. Where do you place the importance? Is is it the whole encompassing working relationship, or is or are there particular parts that you really try and focus on?
1: Well, I think the yeah you know, the important thing is to get to know your client and you develop that relationship with that person and the people who are involved in that client client and all their activities. And from there, you go off in different paths, and you have the support. Of other partners in your firm, when you look at different aspects of what's going on, but it's that original relationship with the owners. You know what their vision is, where they want to go, how have they come come into the business, how say family members part of it, and so forth. So, it develops into a wide range of activities from a professional point of view. And having that, you know, that trust relationship, and being frank, being frank and open with people, I think, plays a huge part in your relationships. Because at the end of the day, if you can't be honest with people, deal with them in correct manner, and so forth, no one's going to prosper. And business is about growing, creating legacies, looking at your family wealth, not only for the wealth within your own family, but also creating the wealth for your employees. And making sure they they look after theirs. So it's a, you know at the end of the day, a family business is somewhat like a family, and it continues to prosper.
0: I think uh, it, it was interesting that you you said uh, you know trust and openness and honesty, which is kind of what you were saying, Graham, at the beginning. Where you, you get a, you, you sit at the table, you get yourselves organised. Uh, things have to be said truthfully. Otherwise, what's the point?
2: Yeah, look, what I agree with what Steve said. is paramount. I, th- I think back on my sort of journey from my relationship with Man Judd, in, in my early days, I think I sort of th- thought they were guys who maybe did some accounting for someone. Yeah, I didn't right. really know what that was in the real early days. And since then, they've developed to be you know our key advisor for the business, right through business advisory, family advisory stuff, certainly tax matters all the way. And just, just a general reflection point, if we've got any key decisions to make, I'll be talking to Steve on the phone. That's how it's done today. And that'll be, as Steve knows, it might be Saturday afternoon. could be Tuesday morning. It might be at his office. It could just be informal phone calls. Mm. And that's the level of support we've always had. Mm. And as Steve said, we've always been able to get referral to the right partner, the right expert, internal or external, to help us drive to the next level. And that's that element of trust is just paramount to me. That's exactly how we operate with our customers too.
0: I know that at, at WEM, culture's a big thing. Do you consider HLB Man like part of your team, part of your culture?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah look, it's it's um, a key element for us. Parts of our business have a more formal relationship with them than other parts, but yeah, they're the fabric of – they make up part of the fabric of what we are. Without that, we would uh, not be performing properly. And we'd probably just let down customers, but more so we'd let down our own staff. So our focus, you made mention there about a family business having the need to look up. Steve did, sorry, mention look after um, protecting the family's interests, but the family is the whole people. So we've got two hundred and twenty staff, and uh, so probably amongst those with a little bit of aunties and uncles, there's probably two hundred families, and we take that responsibility really seriously to try and give some good advice as to um, how to look after their families, how to. Um, behave reasonably, how to be sensible, how to grow, how to interact with other people and uh, give their best at all times.
0: Mm. Uh, Stephen, taking a look maybe at WEM and and other businesses that that you deal with or have dealt with in the past, how important is culture within these companies in terms of survival?
1: Very important because your your employees, the, the future of you. Your business and your clients, you know, the two go together. You've got to have the employees, you've got to have the clients to develop and grow. And Westerns has come from, you know, originally involved with them in the plant. They had plant hire and the contracting side of the business, and then both of those areas developed, and there was sort of separate responsibilities for Arthur, Arthur Baxter, and and Wall. and Wall. When Wall was running it before Graham and Wall bought out Arthur's share of the business and so forth, and developed it, but I think one of the um important developments of the company has been in the nineteen ninety ninety, ninety ones when we had the recession.
0: Yeah, right. That, the that was, the last one, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was tough times and that really showed the spirit of WEM and what they, you know, had to fight to survive and the relationships they had with the bankers and so forth. Mm-hmm. Because everybody was in the same boat. Things weren't going well. Didn't matter what you were doing, you had to be, you know, tighten the hatch and and that's when you had the sort of culture come into play and people supporting you and you were supporting them and making sure you didn't just go around nearly willy getting rid of everybody without considering, you know, all aspects of what's going on. Yeah, we got a, the right sort of advice at the time and um,
2: knuckled down and worked out how we just keep everybody working and, uh, you know, we changed from, uh, took on the challenge of previously only working inside Sydney, the greater Sydney area, to winning a whole lot of work outside Sydney, and uh, still using everybody employed here to work as need be, where be, and um, there were some really interesting challenges there. A lot of them are not fit to be shared on this podcast. Okay, <laughs>
0: okay fair enough. <laughs> there
2: were some some uh, wild and woolly activities that sort of uh, you know we can reflect and laugh on, but. They created character within the business. They added a lot of strength to it, but they're probably not – some of some them not our proudest moments to look back on.
0: So when HLB Man Judd initially started working with Western Earth Moving, what were you looking for in that relationship?
2: Well, when they first started, I was too young to know. Yeah, yeah right. Look, I was early 20s and I just wanted to go hard and punch work out <laughs> and do estimating at night and do all crazy things and run around and work seven days
1: and just show I could go harder than everybody else. and. You know. Well, the first time I met you, you were on the two-way radio. Yeah. I, I know I've spoken about this in the past, but I can always remember it very vividly. Grain was on the two-way radio there and directing traffic and so forth. Yeah, we, and, had, a, uh, we had a system there before mobile phones and things where we had yeah. a, like
2: a taxi system with a base station and, and everyone had mobiles. And um, you had to know how to ask interrogating questions enough to get somewhere near the truth from people who were hiding mm. 40 kilometres
1: away that you couldn't <laughs> see and you might not have seen for a week. And then everybody else was tuned into what's going on. Yeah, right yeah, through public airways. <laughs> then, while would turn up and <laughs> all hell would break loose. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah.
0: So. it must have—it must have been hard. Like if everybody could hear on the two-way radio, it must have been hard for others to to give the warning. He's on his way. Well, because he would have heard, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. There's there's plenty of ways. <laughs> okay. they, they had they had homing pigeons. they go. Oh. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah look. Look, the uh, police can't stop the bank robbers, right? <laughs> yeah. So nothing stopped all this. The word of mouth is very, very quick. About the banks. But yeah, then look on on that sort of line. The game we're in is good fun. It's it's construction. It's outside. It's dirty. It's pretty live stuff. You've got a lot of characters who are very passionate about what they do. They're looking for strong direction about what to be achieved. And then they want the occasional pat on the back when they achieve it, Mm. nothing too much more. Mm. So, you know, always through our business, we've got to stay close to our people, make sure they um, feel firmly directed as to where we've got to show them true north and they'll run real hard and get into it. I like that. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. Pretty simple.
0: I think finally for, 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 this, for this episode, we'll obviously be catching up with the both of you in, in later episodes in this series, but as a new owner of an already established business, there had to have been some unexpected challenges that you came up against. Absolutely. And then to follow on with that, just so we can keep this in my mind so I don't forget to ask mm-hmm. this, did you already foresee the, the, those challenges, Stephen? So, Graham first.
2: Okay. So, we talked about 86 for us yeah. buying the business. My dad's uh, interest and knowledge in matters financial were low. He was a construction person and he was um, close to the ground and that's what he wanted to do. Uh, he thought it was a good challenge for me to take on the other side of things and learn rapidly and I never knew how much we needed Man Judd until <laughs> June 13th of June 86 when I realised there was a lot more to business than this stuff that this Mr Baxter used to always do and look after that. So... Uh, quickly we we knew that we needed advice as to um, how to manage things properly overall as a business and manage overall. And that's what these guys come on board and helped us with. And I think looking back, at, they were a lot more subtle than they needed to be probably, probably than they wanted to be, a bit gentle with us to give us a bit of direction at first, which was good. And there were certain times that they had to bang the table a bit to get our focus. But I think there's always been that unity of purpose, which is really great. And, you know, I jump forward a lot of years now and I see um, – Guys like Tom involved heavily as a business advisor to us. And uh, he's taken the time to get to know our people, Mm. which is so important. Not just me, not just Mike. Get to know our people and know what really makes them tick. And then that helps us, helps the whole team, extended team, know how to drive the business. Because, you know, we've got a pretty big machine now and it's got a lot of momentum and nothing's going to stop it. Mm. We've got strong, strong focus and purpose now. We've got great supporters like Manjad that advises. We've got great customers, and you know it's a great opportunities. So I mean, we don't want to hold back. We need strong advice, and we're lucky enough to have it.
0: So Stephen, you must have known Eve Graham was saying they were a little subtle at times. You, you must have known where you you could see the gaps of perhaps Graham's knowledge of how how to run the whole business.
1: Yeah, well, it's like being involved. Um, at- the earliest stages as you can and lead the sort of discussion into the areas where you see is maybe lacking in um, in manpower or areas of the banks and so forth. And Western's has always had a great relationship with the bank and that was fostered pretty much through Graham and Wall and so forth. And the skills needed to, you know, make sure their financial statements were right and grow that area. In some ways people in the in past years in other businesses have sort of don't pay a lot of, lot of respect to the, the accounting functions. and that's understandable because times to change. Today the, the finance world and the accounting you know, accounting standards and so forth are so complex that it's not straightforward anymore. So that leads to further challenges in dealing with clients and making sure you know, we're aware of the responsibilities and so forth.
0: Well, thank you both for joining me in Episode 1 of Talking Family Business. For further information, please visit our website, hlb.com.au.